0: Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion so be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands, for laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up, thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans kings only lose by 17 points tonight to the atlanta hawks uh i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing no deer in fox terrence davis is out with a wrist injury i guess an mri revealed some ligament damage we get to see davy on mitchell's start the Kings start out hot tonight but they still lose
1: yeah i was a little um concerned in the first quarter watching thinking what's going on here who is this team and then 46 points in the second quarter I was like oh yeah okay things are (laughs) things are right now
0: not only did they allow 46 in the second quarter they only scored 17 so uh you're not going to win a lot of games like that but uh we're going to be right back with your nightcap All right, we're here, we're drinking beers, and we're talking about your Sacramento Kings. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below. And if you enjoy awesome Kings content like this, consider subscribing. And don't forget to hit that notification cowbell as well. This is your Sacramento Kings nightcap. so as I mentioned, Cal Kings lose tonight 104-121 to the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. This is now 5 losses in a row for Sacramento. No Deer and Fox, hopefully he'll be available by Saturday. But uh it looks like a downward spiral at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean this team just doesn't they they give no effort. Like they're I can only imagine what's going through their heads right now. I mean, they're not—they're not connected at all. They're not a team. They're—they're just a bunch of guys out there on the court right now. Like it, I'm just so tired of watching players walk to the basket for layups. Yeah, that's all you see with this team. Yep. Yeah, it's unfortunate.
0: What's up, Fred? What's up, Mike? King's Next Level, Brian, RP, thank you guys so much for joining us. Charlie, I see you here in the chat. Gothin, Kristen, welcome, welcome, welcome. As you can see, our set is a total disaster. Peja went out drinking last night after the last loss. He hasn't even got up off the table. Bobby Jackson looks like he got in a collision with something. I don't know what. Uh, and everybody, it's just all effed up over here. Nobody's happy about these kings losses but hey i have to say at least they weren't down 60 in this game calvin only 30. <laughs>
1: you you know we talk so much about the kings not trying on defense you actually have to try to be down almost a combined 100 points in two games you really have to try to do that what's up skip what's up ramon Skip you want to
0: join us for the next section uh text Calvin if you if you want to we we'd love to have you on the show sorry
1: for interrupting no i'm just saying like that I, I, I don't know how that's possible how how do you be down almost 100 points combined in two games <laughs> like i'm serious this it's just a it's an absolute joke you know nobody expects them to win games or to be you know a really Solid competitive team at this point, but if you're one of the, the players on this team, I don't know how you you walk out onto the court and and give that effort day in and day out like it. That would just kill me inside.
0: The crazy thing is the Kings were up 14 in this game and down 30, and that's all in the first half. That's not even including the second half of basketball. Yeah, what a wild emotional roller coaster. I saw um, Morgan Reagan after the game. They uh, they had, like, a, her emotions, and it was like a graph that was like, here it is after the first quarter. I'm really excited and happy, and I think everything's good, and then it just kind of goes like this and then <laughs> drops off. And that's probably how the Kings players are feeling too. You know, I was watching this game, and I'm like, man, they started out so hot in this game, which is great. But at the same time, I just feel like they lost their way. There's there's no teamwork. There's no pride. There's no confidence. Uh, you know, They're just going through the motions at this point. They just show up to the game. Yes, it is a back-to-back. Yes, they got worked yesterday really, really bad. But this five losses in a row, they're already a bad team. They're about to double up losses on wins on the season with a few more losses here. Uh, it, it's not looking good, Cal.
1: No, it looks horrible. It, it looks absolutely horrible. There, there's just no. There, there's so few reasons to watch at this point.
0: Yeah, where are you at, Skip? You're not at home. You, you crying somewhere? Do we need to come <clears throat> find you? Are you hidden somewhere? You, you can't show your face because that's kind of how I feel right now. <laughs> And Kristen, uh, I don't cry myself to sleep, but maybe maybe I'll try that tonight. Maybe maybe that'll change something. I don't know. We have Philadelphia on Saturday. I heard Monty's on the trip. I heard Wes Wilcox is on the road trip. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe a deal will happen. We've all talked about Kings, Sixers, trade discussions. Months and months. They're playing each other on Saturday. GM other front office staff is traveling with the team. Maybe they can work out a deal.
1: I hope so. That's really the only thing that, that I think this team can hope for at this point. I mean, I'm starting to wonder if Fox is going to say his ankles sore for the rest of the season. (laughs) I'm why would, why would he want to be back out there?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough game, you know, for everybody. It, it really is. and, you know, you got to give it to these guys. They go out there, they at least show up—not, not you know, phys- not mentally, not you know, in basketball skill, but physically they do. It's got to be embarrassing being on this team and just going out there and getting worked over and over and over again. Yeah. And you know, I could only imagine. Oh, you're a professional basketball player. What player? What team do you play on? Sacramento Kings. Oh, okay. We we heard about those guys, and it's really sad saying this because you know we want the Kings to do so well, but it's just not working right now. It's really not. And you know, 64 bench points tonight for uh, Atlanta and the Kings didn't really do much. And on that note, Cal, you want to take a look at uh, the box scores?
1: Yeah. Again, cover your eyes. It's bad. (laughs) It's not as bad as yesterday though. Harrison Barnes had a a pretty decent game, 28 points, seven to 14 from the field, nine rebounds. Uh, Davion Mitchell in the starting spot, 20 points, 6 assists. He was 8 of 17 from the floor. By far his best game in a long time. He actually shot well, 4 of 9 from 3. How about Harrison Barnes? 12 free throw attempts. The rest of the team took 1, 2, 6, 7 free throw attempts combined for the rest of the team. That's wild. And uh again the bench was no nowhere to be found it was one of the keys to the game for me as you mentioned atlanta's bench puts up 64 points their bench absolutely massacred sacramento in both uh, matchups this season kings put together 24 points off of their own bench i realize davion is normally coming off the bench but buddy healed again three of 12 one of eight from three just eight points uh Kings allowed the, their opponent to shoot over fifty percent again because it's all layups and dunks, alley oops, yep. yep. with no resistance. And we got uh, to see our old friend Bogdan he, tonight. There we go again. Yeah, he looked great. Eighteen points off the bench. The Kings.
0: <laughs> Eighteen big points. <clears throat> I, I want to know how you guys all feel in the chat now. I'm going to run a little a little poll. Uh, you know, should we have kept Bogdan and traded Buddy? It, you know, there that was a discussion at a time. They seem to be basically the same player. I, I don't think you can say that anymore. And uh it, I want to hear from you guys. Should we have kept Bogey? Should we have traded Buddy? I I don't even know if that would have made much of a difference at this point, honestly. But I'm gonna put a poll here for you guys.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know what's going on with Tyrese. He doesn't look like the same player to me. I think. He is he must be having a rough time mentally right now with just how the loss is piling up, how bad they are, uh you know, how for lack of a better word, embarrassed this team has been over the past couple of weeks. You know, I think you can hear it in his voice when he talks. Um You he, see him on not, the bench, not dude, like a good
0: time. with his hands on his head, he just looks so defeated. Yeah. He looks so defeated. And we saw a quote from him after the last game. I'm a Sacramento King. I'm going to do what I can to write the ship. We'll get it better. Mm-hmm. But what's the timeline on that? And how much of that is really his control, right? Like even if Tyrese Halliburton had 30 and 10 last night and tonight, they probably still would have lost both of these games. Yeah. You know, I would have liked to see him play a little bit better in these games. As you mentioned, you know, only uh, 11 points for him tonight and seven assists. Not his best game by far, especially in 37 minutes. But it's a team game. It's a team sport. Uh, maybe it's time to fire another coach. I, I don't know, Cal.
1: Well, the problem is, what is that going to do? I, I just <clears> – <throat> the, the players on this team need to change, I think, first and foremost, before there's a coaching change again. Um, the, you just can't keep running this same group out there because – this, this is going to be the result. Like, I don't know if they'll be down 60 points every day, but there there's no battling back from this. Like, I think mentally everyone is is just got to be destroyed at this point from a player's perspective. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I saw Davion Mitchell tonight give pr- a pretty minimal effort on defense. So if that's happening, all bets are off. Like, I, I, everybody's just completely checked out
0: I was excited to see him start tonight you know I, I like Terrence Davis I like De'Aaron Fox but it was cool to see Davion have another chance to start and you know he played really well offensively um, and the Kings started out really hot in that first quarter and then it just kind of fell off and as you mentioned everybody including him seemed kind of disengaged kind of when's the game going to be over get me out of here uh, I watched harrison barnes press conference after the game and he's like we need to figure this out no one's going to pull us out of this we need to pull ourselves out but you know when you're in this in the middle of this situation it just becomes this downward spiral and the weight keeps building on and it's it's hard to pull yourself out of something when you're your own problem right like you are getting in your own way you're in your own head And you could tell it last night with the shots, right? Like, they were getting good shots last night. Mm -hmm. Last night was not on the coaching staff. I I thought they ran good plays. I thought they took open shots. They just didn't make shots. And as you mentioned, it's just got to be so tough mentally, just exhausting dealing with this over and over. And not only are you getting embarrassed on the court, but you're hearing all these trade rumors, you know, off the court. And you have to do a press conference and have the media ask you all these questions after the game. You know, I I don't know what's worse, but you know, trade rumors are easier to deal with when you're at least competitive or winning games. But when your whole team gives up and you're getting smoked, the trade rumors have just got to be like even louder and
1: louder. Yeah. I think everything is probably louder and louder to some degree. And it's, it's why, You know, this team is so fragile. Like, they can fall apart at the drop of a hat. They were up, what was it, 33 to 21 at the end of the first quarter? And that was the best quarter they've played in I don't even know how long. Yeah. But then it was gone almost immediately. Like, one turnover, one missed shot, one, uh, you know, alley-oop dunk from the other team. And everything that you've built, all the momentum, all the energy that you've built for that even though it was only a quarter, but for those twelve minutes, is gone immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I know they were talking about
0: during the halftime show that you know the Kings need to find who that verbal leader is going to be. Who's going to be the guy? Matt Barnes was talking about it. You know, they need a guy that's that's upset, that's yelling at guys. Who's going to get in people's faces? Who's going to be that guy? You know, we've we've seen Mo Harkless get mad. We've seen him yell at mainly Buddy Heald. <laughs> But twenty minutes tonight for Mo Harkless off the bench. He hasn't played this much in a while. Only five points for him, and uh, it just—they don't have it. They don't have they, it.
1: They don't have it, and and it's also there's also a difference. You know, you it's good to have that person on your team, but even the the best of leaders or you know the guy that everybody would would rally around the most, if the team knows that. That group of guys together just isn't that good of a team. Mm-hmm. Then yelling and you know trying to fire people up and all that stuff, you you can only do so much at that point. You know that that stuff only works when you've got a team that knows they are good enough to compete every night out there. And we all agree that this Kings roster has talent on it. Yeah, but it's obvious that these guys. The, what the team that is put together is not good enough to compete with mo- the majority of the NBA on a, on a nightly basis. And as the, the big losses pile up more and more and more, you start to realize that more and more and more. So no matter how much a coach gets in your face and yells at you or a player tells you, hey, you know, we've got to buckle down and play defense this one possession. We just got to get one stop. Yep. It becomes exponentially harder and harder for people to believe that. And then you you get games like these past two where everyone is out there just walking through the motions and yep. they're waiting until the final buzzer sounds. And that
0: makes it even harder on Monty, right? Because all the other GMs know he has to make a move. They know he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. So that, that makes his job tougher as well. And all of us are screaming, let's do something, make a trade, do something. Dab What's up, dude? Good to see you, Jeff. Welcome. It's all good that you're late. No worries. We're not going to write you up or anything. Uh, Charlie has an interesting comment here. Kings winning percentage with Fox 40.5% Kings winning percentage in the last 52 games. Deer and Fox has missed 42.35%. All I see from this is the Kings suck no matter the, whether they have Fox or well, not. Yeah, I
1: mean, it, it just goes back to what we were talking about a couple days ago with, you know, still continuing this conversation of who's better to keep for the Kings, Fox or Halliburton. And it, at the end of the day, it's not either one of these guys. They need so much more around both of them. Yeah, The, the team is so far away from being... You know, what most people would consider a good team. It's not it's not all on the shoulders of the Aaron or Tyrese. They they need so much more help.
0: And the crazy thing about it is as horrible as they are, they're two wins away from that tenth seed.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: That's wild. That's wild to think they, about.
1: They won't be for very long if they keep playing like this. I guarantee you that.
0: The West is bad this year, man. They they're just they're just bad. They're just bad, always smile in the sun. Says, I have a question though. What was the breaking point? Why the sudden change in body language, performance, just everything? What happened? Was it just trade rumors or something else?
1: Uh, I, th- I think it was when the, the team went through the whole COVID protocol and they had, you know, half their players were out. Yeah, they, they were already struggling at that point, record wise um they had gone through a coaching change they were switching lineups constantly um, but it, at least you know you still saw a little bit of effort from the team when they played mm-hmm. then you go through that stretch where you you don't have so many guys you lose a ton of games now you're trying to get rashawn holmes back acclimated into the lineup it's been a real rough go for him with all the games that he's missed from injury and from COVID protocols and I just feel like the team has never really recovered from that four or five game stretch. So now you're, you look up and the, the mountain just got 10 times taller Yep. Yep. and you're trying to, to play catch up through all the trade rumors, which have now been amplified because we're getting so close to the trade deadline. So it's like somebody just threw another huge weight on top of you.
0: Yep. Yep. What's up too. Good to see you. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you look back to the start of the season. This team's riding high. They came off a summer league champion. I, I know that's not the majority of the guys that play on this team, but, you know, they played well. I think they split this uh, the preseason. Start off, start off really, really hot. Harrison Barnes is playing incredible. And they're like, oh, hey, we belong. We can compete. You know, we can actually win some of these games and we can beat some of these teams. And then it just kind of slowly fell off to where it was like, okay, now we're the underdogs. We're like dodgeball, right? We're the underdogs, but there's still a chance. If we play hard, if we try hard, we can win a game. And then they just lost more and more. And then, as you mentioned, COVID just decimated the roster to where there was like, I don't even know half the people out on the court. And then, you know, getting guys back in and out of the lineup, SNL's making fun of the Kings. And, and just at this point it, it just seems like they don't believe in themselves yeah that for me is the and, main and difference the
1: history of everything you know it's 15 years since the team made a playoff uh appearance and all that stuff and when you're a young player you know you can use the excuse of well you know i don't i didn't grow up in sacramento or i haven't been alive for you know the uh, that many or I haven't been watching basketball for that long, so I don't really pay attention to the fact that it's been 15 years or whatever. But that that feeling only lasts for a little while in the beginning of a season. Like you said, when there's you know renewed optimism and you come in with, with a fresh start and a clean slate and all this stuff and everybody's thinking, okay, this is the year. This is the, we, We're going to break through. We're going to crack that playoff uh, bracket. And we're going to be the team that makes everybody, you know, all the fans forget about all that Mm -hmm. pain and suffering for all that time. But as you start to lose and get into a season, you just start to hear that more and more and more, and you can't escape it. So it, again, just like the trade rumors and stuff, all that becomes amplified with every loss uh, and every performance like this. You know, it'd be one thing if the Kings were losing nail biters every day. And we're we're all sitting here like, man, they're they've they're so close. Yep. They just keep catching these heartbreak scenarios, and but that's not the case. They they've just continued to let the losses pile up, and mentally now they're they're totally gone. They're totally out of it.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. What's up, Robin? Good to see you, man. Thank you for the support. I'll see you in Vegas in March. It should be a pretty good time. Stop it. Why are the Kings an NBA franchise? The Kings are actually the oldest franchise in the NBA, started out in Rochester as the Rochester Seagrams, Rochester Royals, moved around, Kansas City, Omaha, Sacramento. But, uh, you know, don't get too caught up in this, will the G League Ignite beat the Kings? We heard about this when Philadelphia was going through their problems, whether a college team could beat the Sixers. You know, it, it sounds good when you say it, but these guys are professionals, The Kings would work any G League team, uh, but they're not good against NBA teams. (laughs) Not right now.
1: No, they're not very good against NBA teams.
0: Not right now. And speaking of G Leagues, Keita only got four minutes tonight. I was excited, dude. I I saw him get eight minutes last night. I like what I saw. And I'm like, well, if the Kings are playing bad, you know, I want to see him play more. And Katie agrees with me. I I saw her uh, during the game. She was talking about, you know, I would like to see some more of these young guys play. Uh, You know, we know what the old guys can do. The Kings are obviously not competitive at this point. Let's see what some of these young guys can do. Kato was the best defensive player in his conference. He's been playing great in the G League. Let's give him a shot. Why why only four minutes for him tonight?
1: I agree. I'm really Dumbfounded, to be honest with you, this team has given up 120 points in the paint in two straight games on back-to-back days, 120 points in the paint. And they've got a guy on the bench who was, like you said, conference defensive player of the year, averaged over three blocks a game, I think, for, I don't know if that was for his entire career or just last season. I'd have to go back and look, but regardless, he's supposed to be a really good rim protector you got a team that just lets people play. You know they play Matador defense and let them walk right to the rim. Why not stick somebody back there who could maybe block a few shots? I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me at all. But
0: yeah, yeah, and as you mentioned, just points in the paint are are brutal. Forty six tonight for Sacramento, sixty four for Atlanta, and you know I, I feel like most of these most of these points in the paint for Sacramento were either early on in the first quarter or after Atlanta was already like, we got this in the bag.
1: Yes. A lot of them, I think were in the first quarter. I mean, turnovers are not bad. 12 turnovers
0: tonight, you know, only six steals. I'd like to see more than that. 23 assists, four blocks. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's no pride. It's, it's no, it's no confidence in yourself. It's no confidence in the team. Uh, This team is not playing for anything at this point. And I don't blame them. I mean, we talked about it last night. We'll talk about it a little bit more in the second section section about tanking, about trading for another guy, what that means. But uh, I think it's safe to say, Calvin, that, you know, this Kings team is not making the playoffs this season. Whatever happens in the next two weeks, they could bring in LeBron James and Bradley Beal. They're probably still going to miss the playoffs. (laughs) It's just change needs to happen. It doesn't happen overnight. We're all screaming for a trade. But in the meantime, we're just going to keep having to see these losses pile up through the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, uh, unless some, something dramatic happens here. I I just we're, – we're all just sitting and waiting at this point.
0: <laughs> Charlie wants to change the, the team name. The Sacramento Oaks. I have not heard that. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny, though. There you go. Dabrab Sacramento Skunks. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin and Skip have been calling them the Sacramento basketball team. And I actually like that. I think that's great. But, uh, you know, Washington's un- unveiling a team name pretty soon, right? And a mascot yeah, summer, and everything. I think they gave up on their pursuit of just keeping no name.
1: Well, they, yeah, I don't know. They say that the plan was to always, to all along be changing. This is just an interim name. I, I don't know. It's it's a whole nother conversation oh, for man. a whole nother day.
0: What's up, Sass? I didn't see you here. I'm glad to see you. Haven't? It's been a while. It's been a while. But he should be playing for being traded since he wants out of sack so badly. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of these people should be playing this way but you know as as they were talking about during the game if you're a gm and you look at a team like sacramento you look at these guys that are underperforming it it doesn't matter how bad harrison barnes plays you know what you're going to get from harrison barnes and if you make a deal you you can say well this is what he's doing in sacramento but we're we're confident he's going to play like this for us i don't know if you could say the same for buddy healed but any team that's going after buddy Hill, they know he can shoot the three and that's why they're targeting him is because he can shoot the three. So for me, it doesn't really matter how he plays here in Sacramento in the next week and a half. Obviously I want him to play better and it would probably boost his trade value. But anybody that's making a deal with Sacramento right now is looking for a discount and they're just targeting guys buddy for his shooting. Harrison Barnes is like a guy to help push us over, over the hump for the playoffs. But uh, they're they're not helping their case, Calvin.
1: No, they're they're not helping their case, and and really, to me, the only teams that are going to be willing to trade for any of these players are contending teams that are looking for that last little piece of the puzzle to complete, you know, what they think could be a championship run type team. I yep. mean, it's it's going to be teams like, you know, teams in the top. Eight of the league, basically. Uh, all these other teams, they're kind of either in the same boat as Sacramento that they need so much help. They're not going to waste their time trading for any of these guys because they're not going to yeah. be the ones that push them over the top. <laughs> and you know, it, it's draft a crapshoot. Draft pick swap. Basically. It's a crapshoot. It's a
0: crapshoot. What's up, Kyle? Good to see you here. I love the Kings too. I, I think everybody in the chat here loves the Kings. And that's what's so frustrating, right? Is it, it's like seeing like a friend or a significant other or, or a family member going through just the worst time ever. And you're like, you're not doing good right now. I still love you, but you're effing up here and here and here. And I don't like watching you do your thing or play your games, but I'm still gonna support you. And that that's basically where I'm at with Sacramento.
1: Yeah, I think that's where we're all at. Right. I mean, we all it's like we're watching, you know, the TV like this where we're we're covering our eyes, but not we can't not watch, you know, because we still care about the team and we want them to win. Um, It's just it's just hard to watch right now.
0: If the Royal Rumble wasn't this weekend, I'd be very sad with the current king situation, lol. In all seriousness, I know I sound like a broken record, but we just need an alpha so effing bad. Yeah, yeah, we do. I didn't know the Royal Rumble was this weekend. That's pretty cool. I haven't really been paying much attention to wrestling. I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. And actually, my dad took me to my first and only wrestling match at Arco Arena on my 13th birthday. It was awesome. I saw Rush Hour in the theater. I think it was, maybe it was Rush Hour too In the theater. And then we went to a wrestling match at Arco Arena afterwards. And it was so cool. It was like Vince McMahon and... And uh, Kurt Angle, we're getting into it. Kurt Angle comes up with a milk truck, and he's sp- he's got a hose, and he's spraying milk at everybody in the arena, and it's like knocking off everybody and going into the crowd. I was so happy I was on the second level, and I didn't get doused in milk. But I-, I had a good time. I just I just haven't watched wrestling in a while. But interesting to know, Royal Rumble. Maybe we should just throw all the Kings players in, uh, in the ring and let them fight it out, huh?
1: Uh, yeah, we're having tryouts, right? Break the <laughs> pool cue.
0: That's a good or Joker Joker quote there. Monticello said he saw the Royal Rumble as a kid at Arco Arena. That's cool. Hey, I want to remind you guys that Calvin and I will be in Sacramento, attending two Kings games next month, the eighth and the ninth back to back against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We will be live at the game, having fun. We'll still be doing our post game, so make sure you join us for that. But if you are able to make the game, come have a beer with us. We'll be up on the third level, enjoying a proud ale. Uh, we'll just be you know cruising throughout the arena and having a good time. And we'd love to see you see you all. Bring back Ben Wallace. Yeah, I like Ben. Ben Wallace is actually one of my favorite players of all time. Just ultimate guy that just went above and beyond of like, no one believes in me, but I can make it. I believe in myself and just awesome player, man.
1: Great player. Very limited player. Probably still be able to help this team right now today. Yeah. And, And the thing is, is like Ben Wallace is
0: such a limited player which in my mind makes him even more amazing of how good he was at the things that he did do well, that he was able to have that big of an impact.
1: Yeah. I I mean, well, I don't know. Same with the Dennis Rodman. Flashy, Same yeah, with I mean, Dennis you can, Rodman. You can yeah. be great at, at a lot of thing or, you know, things that don't involve uh, dribbling and shooting and, and be a great basketball player. Only undrafted player in the hall of fame ever.
0: Wink, wink, play for a draft pick, don't tank. <laughs> All right, Calvin, uh, you want to talk about this game anymore or should we move
1: on here? Man, no, I, I need Will Smith to come in and de neralize <laughs> me for the, the past two games. Like, it, I, I don't want to remember anything from these two games.
0: I mean, it's not even these games, you know. You, you look back here, the last Kings victory was against the Houston Rockets. Then we lost to the Rockets by six. Lost to the Pistons by two. Two of the worst teams in the league. Then you go play the Bucs without their best player. Lose by six, which I was happy they were competitive and they were in that game, but it's still a loss. Then you just get worked by the Celtics. Down by 60 at one point. Get worked again tonight. Down by 30 at one point. Uh, I, I need a deneuralizer for like the last like 30 games. Maybe more.
1: Yeah. Last 15 years, I guess. Why stop there, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, man. This is crazy. All right, guys. Well, we are done talking about this loss. Just stay tuned with us. We're going to take a quick break, and when we will come back, we're going to dive deeper into the kinks. What's up, guys? Welcome back. This is Around the Crown. We're talking all things Sacramento Kings and beyond.
1: Mostly beyond.
0: (laughs) Mostly beyond the Kings at this point. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you smash up that like button down below and consider subscribing to the channel if you like beer and you like the Kings and you like basketball and you like us and you just want to have a good time after the games and hang out. Robin, I see you here. You know, you were telling me about some of the music you were making and, you know... I like your music a lot, but if you'd like to make some music for the channel, we'd love to have you. We love beats. Uh, we're gonna be adding, you know, some more to the intro video, uh, some more to these in-between transition videos, and uh, make us a sick beat, dude. We'd love, we'd love to use it. All right, Joseph, you guys donate so much time to this trash team. Don't go to the game. Y'all should go to a bar in town and watch it there. Cheaper drinks, easy to get to bathrooms. Don't pay to watch this trash.
1: We don't live in California, man. We we got to come a long way. It's we go to a
0: bar for every game usually. It's yeah.
1: It's been over two years since we saw a basketball game live, and it, yeah, I, I agree with you. This is I'm not stoked that this is the game that we we get to go to necessarily, <laughs> but I'm I am gonna be really happy to be in an arena watching live basketball again. It, it is no matter how bad the Kings are, it's still one of my favorite things to do.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the first game we're going to be out and about having fun. The second game we're courtside. So we're going to have our own private bathrooms, our own, uh, you know, spot underneath the stands. We're going to go to the clubs and we're going to have fun. But if you'd like to have a beer with us after the game, we'll be out on K street yeah. having fun,
1: we're trying to get those media passes too. So, you know, we got to, Meet and greet all the... Yeah. I mean, courtside's not too bad. No, courtside's not too bad. Never sat courtside for a game, so I'm very excited about that. Get to see uh, Anthony Edwards jump over the whole Kings roster. Court yes, side. It'll be yes.
0: Fun. And I want to give a quick shout-out to Fred for copping another Royal Rebounds <laughs> hat. It's on the way, Fred. And thank you so much for supporting us. If you guys would all like to support us, Right down below here, royalrebounds.com. Check out our shop. We're uh, redoing everything right now. So uh, if you see some cool gear you want, it's going to be popping up in the next couple days. And uh, get it ordered. You can also follow us on Twitter, royal underscore rebounds, or on Instagram at royalrebounds. We have a fun time.
1: We do. Hawaii, uh, University of Hawaii is on a different island, man. We can't even go watch those games. It's on Oahu.
0: Uh, J N, dude, the <laughs> the last time that we were on K Street. You want to tell them the story about the name <laughs> they do. Oh uh, no,
1: that's all you, man. That's all you. Uh
0: last time we we were uh on K Street was what was that? October?
1: Uh that was Yeah, yeah. I think it was October. Yeah, we went for Fan, Fan Fest. Fest. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah, we went
0: for Fan Fest. And you know, we don't have the electric scooters here yet, which y'all do, and they are awesome. We're riding the scooters around town. We go up to K Street. Uh, you know, we're looking for bars to just have fun. We see the coin op, so we're looking, you know, to turn around. And there's this naked homeless dude, literally across the street from the coin op. There's like this old restaurant. Yeah, he I don't, like don't remember. Pops
1: up out underneath yeah. a blanket. I, I as don't we're remember. By.
0: I don't remember what it used to be. But it's got like this railing around, and the dude literally made the inside of the railing like his new home. So he jumps up and he's like butt naked, (laughs) and somebody, some girl yells at him, like, Put your (laughs) clothes on. (laughs) What does he
1: say? I don't even. Shut up, bitch. bitch. (laughs) Which and then he, he lays he back down proceeded to scream <laughs> that at her yeah. as she walked like three blocks away
0: lays down wraps his clothes around him or his uh his like sleeping bag around him good times man there's homeless people everywhere you know it's it's really tough times So yeah come hang out and, with us on k and, street it'll be yeah, a blast yeah come be our bodyguards we'll just we're just gonna travel an entourage <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We brought Vinny with us. It was his first time. But, uh, oh, Joseph, that was you. Charlie says, No cup holders. Courtside, court no side. cup holders. I'm pretty sure I, I saw cup holders. They were zooming on that guy when he was puking on the court, and he had like five beer cups yeah. in his cup holder.
1: Well, if the Kings are down by 60, I'm just going to throw my beer on the court. So I don't need a. a you can pull a
0: J Kid? Yeah. Some Bump me, bump yeah. me. I might puke on the court if they're down by 60 fuck there are so many naked homeless people for some reason i mean if i was homeless i'd probably be naked too right you got nothing to lose at that point you really don't joseph okay i mean if if that was you that's fine you know next time wave say hi to us don't don't cuss at random ladies (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on here enough enough story time (laughs) Let's talk about the Kings again. So, Calvin, last night we had an inter- interesting conversation. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Leo from from Cowboy Kingdom. Pretty popular guy, has a media pass, very well respected. We we love Leo. He came in the chat last night and was all about no tanking, bring in Ben Simmons, make a trade happen. I think he was calling Tyrese Halliburton a role player. Uh and he was just basically saying don't get attached to these guys that haven't proven anything and trade your guys for a guy that's proven right don't don't get your hopes up on a young guy that has a lot of potential that hasn't proven anything you know basically not cut your losses but trade up when you can so you know we've had a day to kind of think about that a little bit more Um, you have any more thoughts on, on the Ben Simmons situation?
1: No, my, my thoughts are the same. Uh, It's if it's possible for the Kings to get Ben Simmons at this point, they need to do it. They need to, or somebody, you know, along those lines, one of these bigger name players that is rumored or, uh, is rumored to be available or is available, you know, Sabonis, Miles Turner, um, John Collins, they need to take a chance on one of these guys.
0: Speaking of which, John Collins did not have a good game tonight. Did you see his stat line?
1: Yeah, none of the Hawks starters really had that great of a game. They they did Nine most of their six. damage off the bench.
0: Nine and six in 25 minutes for him tonight. Yeah, Two steals and a block. I, I like John Collins a lot. If he's available, uh, I'd love to make a move for him. But, you know, yeah, it, it's tough. It's really tough. And the problem with me, with Ben Simmons, I like Ben Simmons. Early on in the season, I was all in on Ben Simmons. The reason I'm a little reluctant now is I just, it's been so long for him. He's been out. I don't know how this is going to work for Sacramento. And if you have to give up multiple first round picks, in addition to Tyrese Halliburton and some of these young, talented players, what position is that going to leave you in? If I'm picking up Ben Simmons this season, I'm definitely not expecting him to be available right away. Like, I don't know how long it'll take for him once the trade is official. He's got to go through the physical, all that. Rashawn Holmes has been back, what, five games now? And he's still not in game shape. I know it's a little different. He's dealing with COVID and stuff like that. But Ben Simmons hasn't played in in what? Nine months now. Ten. It's been a very long time. Ten months. Last time we saw him, he was in practice with his phone in his pocket. Obviously, not getting much conditioning there. So, if you trade for Ben Simmons, I, I don't think it's going to help them this season. I, I think it'll help them next season. But
1: I, if- I'm not so sure there are any trades. I mean, as you mentioned, they could get LeBron James and Bradley Beal tomorrow. And is the team going to be better? Yeah, they'll be better, but are are they, you know, a top six, top five team in the Western Conference by the end of the season? No, they're probably not. But I, I still think that you you need to get Ben Simmons now, and the reason why you need to get him now is because of what you just said. It's not going to be for this season. They're not going to make the playoffs, but at least he will have a chance a month and a half, two months to be able to play his way back into he'll be able to remember what it's like to be on the basketball court. He'll work out some of the the kinks or whatever that he's obviously going to have knock dust off the cobwebs, all that stuff so that by the time you get to the off season, he will be able to have a normal off season and work out with the team and come back, you know, pretty much a hundred percent ready to play by the start of next season with hopefully a new team around him. Yeah. But the, if you wait till past the trade deadline, you know, comes and goes and you go into the off season and then you decide, okay, now it's the season's over. You know, we can move on from that, that catastrophe of a year and we'll, we'll work mm-hmm. towards next year. If you bring them in, then now you just push next season, uh, back. Yeah. You, know, you for kick four or kick, five months,
0: kick the can down the road. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I, I think you got it. If Ben Simmons really is the guy that, that you want, if you're Monty McNair, you cannot wait longer than the straight deadline to go get him.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I I felt like you couldn't wait past the start of the season to get him originally, but, you know, the asking price has definitely gone down, which I, I think is a good thing. Maybe.
1: We um, don't know that for sure, but. That's true. January 14th.
0: January 14th? Wow. So it's been over a year. That's wild. That's really wild. So Calvin, I mean, are you are you giving up Tyrese Halliburton and this year's pick, which is probably gonna be an, a good pick for Ben
1: Simmons? Um I I definitely don't want to do that. But I still think I still think that this team is so far away, like it needs so many different things to happen. They need to bring in a variety of players, wing depth, uh, pro, uh, starting power forward. They maybe need to think about what the long-term answer at center is. As much as I love Rashawn Holmes, it, it he just might not be the answer for them. They need to figure out what the deal is with their style of play, the backcourt, how, how is he going to look. They need all of those things. So, I I certainly wouldn't want to give up that much for a guy who hasn't played in over a year, but you still, this team needs to take a risk. Like they, you can't just do these mediocre lateral trade deals anymore and hope for your uh, draft pick to, you know, end up being one of the top players in the league. Like you you need to accelerate the process a little bit. And the only way to do that is by taking a fairly high risk and trading for Ben Simmons would certainly be that.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, then you have Simmons and Fox, no draft picks to add around them or to help trade for additional players. Not, not saying that I don't want to do the Ben Simmons deal. I'm just trying to think it all the way through. De- De'Aaron Fox's biggest criticism is he can't shoot the three. Ben Simmons' biggest criticism is he can't shoot the three. So if you give up Halley in this deal, those are the two guys you're building around. Yes, you have Buddy Heald, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He seems to want out. Yeah. But can you build a successful team around two guys that reportedly are not good three-point shooters and are not getting much better?
1: Well, you'd have to go out and find guys to put around them that can shoot. The good thing is there are a lot of those guys in the NBA, and a lot of them you can get for fairly cheap deals. Look at Malik Monk. The guy is making $1.9 million this year, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's killing it. I'm
1: not saying that the Kings are going to sign Malik Monk in the offseason, but the, you, know, you can make those types of moves. You can bring people in like uh, – I mean, J.J. Reddick's a bad example because he's retired, but y- you can look around the league and find there are always going to be guys that have that uh, or that fit that mold available. Um. So, if you have those two guys, the idea is then that the defense is going to be better in the long run because you're bringing in one of the better defenders, if not the best defender in the league. You know, over the past few years, yeah, that's the biggest thing that this game I mean, Ben Ben Simmons
0: has a ton of skill. You know, he's a great yeah. playmaker. He's a big body. He can play multiple positions. As Charlie's saying in here, one of the best defenders in the league. You know, there's a lot of positives about Ben Simmons. I don't want to take any of those away from him. But we also talk about one of the biggest needs for this Kings team is they need a vocal leader. Yeah, is Ben Simmons that guy? I, I haven't seen Ben Simmons as that vocal no, I, guy. I'm
1: not so sure he is. But so who will be that guy? Like, well, I I don't know. I mean. That's what I'm saying is that you, I think you can, you have to start, you have to start somewhere. Like you have to just decide, okay, this is an opportunity that a franchise like Sacramento hasn't had in a really long time in terms of actually being able to potentially acquire an all-star level player. Let's get that deal done. And then let's fill, fill out the rest of the roster around those guys. Maybe sign somebody like PJ Tucker. Who is a very yeah. vocal person another good defender another good shooter i like pj uh, lot veteran you know championship level experience all of that stuff you can f- put those little other pieces around those two darren fox or tyrese or what whoever the, it's going to be and ben simmons and, and you know go from there like uh, Part of the problem, I think, is that, again, there's so much that needs to be fixed and so much that needs to be changed with this team. It's like, where do you start? Well, let's let's just pick one good spot here, which is this guy is an all-star level player. Hasn't played in a long time. There's a lot of question marks with what he's going to look like, his mental attitude towards everything, blah, blah, blah. Let's give him a fresh start bring him to Sacramento. Hopefully he's appreciative of the fact that he gets his way out of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. He has a, you know, reinvigorated uh, attitude towards the game, brings a little bit of fire with him. And then you put the rest of the roster around that. Like, I just think that this, this is an opportunity that the Kings can't afford to pass up anymore.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree. I I think they should make a deal for him. It's just what they're going to give up is the sticking point for me. And I see Gotham, Gothin here and, and Jeff saying they'd rather, you know, trade Fox or, you know, trade Howley, keep Fox kind of back and forth. Where are you at in this situation? Are, are you, I, I know we talked about this a few weeks ago where we both kind of agreed that Halliburton, the team's Ceiling is higher with Halliburton just because he's more well-rounded player and he can do so many different things. But it seems like they're choosing Fox over Halliburton. And so if Halliburton is included in the trade, they will have officially chose Fox over Halliburton. Are you in that ship? Or do you think that they should do a deal of Fox for Ben Simmons? Keep Halliburton. Maybe keep one or two of
1: these first-round picks. Um that's a really hard question to answer i i just i feel that the kings shouldn't they shouldn't uh limit themselves at this point the the franchise is every day sinking to a new low like it's been 15 years since we made the playoffs they just got their asses whooped for the last two games like historic losses yeah. boston's biggest win in franchise history That's one of the oldest teams in the NBA, like it, it, all of these things are multiplying and adding up and it's been adding up over, over a decade now. So I don't think that the Kings should limit themselves to trying to improve this team by saying, we're going to stick with Fox and Halliburton and build around them. Because the problem with that is who are you going to bring in to build around them? What, what deals can you make? right now. Can you get Sabonis for Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley? I don't know. but Maybe you can, but I'm, not, I'm certainly yeah. not 100% confident Probably of that. Can not. you get any of these players that we think putting them with Tyrese and Fox are going to drastically improve this team? I'm really not so sure about that at this point, especially with the way the team's playing. So then you're totally putting all your eggs in the basket of free agency in the draft, which mm-hmm. is what the Kings have been doing for the past how many years? And it hasn't improved the team really at all. I mean, they've gotten like marginally better yeah. over the years, but then it's dipped back down. So that's why I just don't think you can really say like there are these guys on the team that are untouchable. I think you have to be open to everything right now when it comes to improving the roster as a whole.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And uh I see a lot of people they want to trade Halley, just like Leo said. He's a role player at this point. You know, he hasn't proven anything. De'Aaron Fox has proven a lot more. So, you know, you, that, that that's the safer bet, right, is to keep Fox, trade Halliburton, get this guy. But, you know, another reason I it's like— It's also a
1: little unfair to say that he hasn't proven anything. I mean, look at the cards that he's been dealt his yeah. first two years in the NBA. Yeah, got drafted by the Sacramento Kings, which have been one of the worst teams in the league for a long time. He got put next to a guy in De'Aaron Fox who needs the ball all the time. He has to kind of figure out how to play with him. He went through a pandemic his first year in the league like and he still was in the conversation for rookie of the year last year. He's had an improved season this year. Yep. So uh, to say that. He hasn't proven anything. Well, yeah, you're right. Like he hasn't won any awards. Fox the, the Kings hasn't made the Fox playoffs. hasn't won an award but what either. What chance has he been given to prove anything? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, and it's not like Fox is an all
0: star either. I, I know a lot of people think that he should have been, but but he isn't. He has not made an all star team. The reason I like Fox for Ben Simmons better is is simply money wise. Is I feel like a Fox for Ben Simmons trade works out well and it still allows the kings to add another piece to have that salary cap versus if you're trading tyrese and a bunch of fillers you're bringing in ben simmons contract and you still have De'Aaron fox on a max contract it makes it a lot harder to bring in other guys to, to help and i see everybody here in the chat or or a bunch of people saying you know ben simmons replaces halliburton's playmaking ability you know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He, I, I he think, does. I think that's a good point. But also, you know, you look at the last time the Kings were successful, they had lots of playmakers on the court. They could do all different things. But one thing that Ben Simmons does not replace on Tyrese Halliburton is three-point shooting.
1: Tyrese yeah, has been sure.
0: one of the best three-point shooters on this team all season long.
1: Absolutely. He's been one of the best three-point shooters in the entire NBA all year. Hey Monty, I
0: love how I'm hearing from you guys all in the chat. I love it. I love to hear from you guys. I, I like how everyone's got an opinion on what needs to happen. We got a bunch of young GMs here, and and I love it. You know, it just shows your passion that you guys, you know, care about this team so much. You're involved. You want things to change. We all want things to change, but uh, you know, it's hard to come in here and watch this and talk about it after humiliating loss after humiliating loss. What is this? Five losses in a row and people are still tuning in and want to talk about the King. So that right there shows, shows me how, how true of fans you guys really are. And I love it. All right. Moving on here, Calvin kind of, kind of on a similar topic, but, uh, we talked about coaching before and, it seemed like you and I were on the same page. We had some guys we really liked, you know, Kenny Atkinson, uh, some, some younger guys that we thought were kind of motivational guys that would help lift the team up. We also talked about Mike D'Antoni, how he fits Fox perfectly, right? Like he could be the guy
1: yeah, on, on paper
0: they could unlock deer and Fox. So, Let's say you trade for Ben Simmons. I think we can all agree here that Alvin Gentry is not the answer, right? He's, I think he's done the best job that he could. You know, I like Alvin Gentry a lot. I respect him, everything he's done in the league, but I don't think he's the right guy for Sacramento. He'll probably finish the season as Kings head coach, which I'm totally fine with because in my opinion, this is a lost season, but if he were the head coach of Sacramento next year, I'd probably be disappointed. So we talked about potentially Mike D'Antoni, stuff like that. If you were to bring in a Ben Simmons, would you still want a guy like Mike D'Antoni? Or is there another guy that you'd prefer? If the Kings end up trading Fox for Ben Simmons, do you still like Mike D'Antoni? I just want to hear your, your thoughts on this.
1: Um, well, if De'Aaron Fox is not good, Going to be on the team. I definitely don't like Mike D'Antoni as much. Uh, you know, again, I think it's going to depend on what the rest of the roster looks like. Uh, I would still prefer, even if Fox stays on the team, whether or not you get Ben Simmons or whatever, I would still prefer a defense first coach for this team. As fun as it would be to see. You know the seven seconds or less offense with De'Aaron Fox and the, the team leading the league in points scored. Mm-hmm. I have such little faith in this team's ability to play defense that I don't even know if that team would be a playoff team. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I, I think it still has to be guys like Kenny Atkinson or Steve Clifford or you know someone who has the reputation of a defense first. Guy, I mean, almost like a Tom Thibodeau style person. They the the this young team that has no leadership and all that stuff. They need the yep. the stereotypical like crack the whip type coach, the guy that's going to make you run sprints until you literally fall down and you like Coach Carter. I mean, that someone that's, that's going to make is, them is coach pay
0: Carter. for games like this, yeah. and games like last yeah.
1: night. And, and I don't know, you know if. Certain guys on this team can even be reached by a, an individual like that, but that's that's the type of person that that you need for this team right now. They change the roster up, bring in veteran players, um, you know, better defenders, guys that have come from winning backgrounds, things like that. Then maybe you don't need that uh, Newt Rockney type uh, motivational coach or whatever, or defense first coach. But th- again, that's the thing: is this. The front office, this organization, has so many tough decisions to make, and they're all connected to each other. The yep. style of play, the the players that make up the roster, the coach that's going to lead that team, everything is dependent on each other. So it's one big, huge question to answer. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be done in multiple steps.
0: Everyone looks at... You know, Mike D'Antoni is the offensive first guy, and I I totally agree, but, you know, people fail to forget that his last year in Houston, they had the best defensive rating in the NBA. I I don't know how much of that had to do with him, Uh, assistant coaches, uh, staff, players. You did
1: hire some very well-respected defensive
0: assistant coaches. How would you feel about a guy like Brett Brown, who's coached Ben Simmons in the past? Yeah done i think a, a pretty good job with him and he's also ridden out a, a losing culture and brought in a winning culture as well yeah and I, I know he's been fired most coaches if not all coaches in the nba have been fired at one point that's that's basically when they leave yeah, their jobs i don't <laughs>
1: think you're gonna find well i guess steve kerr's never been fired but yeah but I yes don't, i don't think you're gonna find him. but
0: it, it seemed like you know, Brett Brown was able to turn that team around. Yes, he was able to get much better players than he had before. But I think him and Ben have a good relationship. Would you be open to a guy like that coming to Sacramento? If if they were to trade for Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, I, I would be open to that for sure. Um, I, I think there are a bunch of coaching candidates that I would be okay with the Kings hiring. I just was not happy with Luke Walton. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a bad move from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, a lot of it really boils down to the players that you have on your team anyway. I mean, it's a players-driven league. Coaches obviously make a big impact and have a lot of influence on their teams, but... This is a players league. You need the players to win.
0: I saw Frank Vogel here in the chat. I know he's a defensive minded guy. Yeah. But you brought up Luke Walton and it just takes me back to the like, what are we just gonna hire every coach that gets fired by the Lakers now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or what about trying to get um Mike Brown away from Golden State? He's been there, you know, yeah. been an assistant there for a long, long time. Couldn't win with LeBron, but well respected that's okay. guy. I mean, yeah, he couldn't win with LeBron, but
0: he won coach of the year and got fired. Not a lot of guys that do that. That's true. And Casey did that also. Will says, what about Doug Christie?
1: I, like. I, I mean, I, I love Doug Christie, the person. I think that he is was a great hire for the, the team this year. I don't really know what type of impact he's had on the team overall. But, again, my – I still feel the same way about him as when he took over for those brief, that brief four game stint or whatever it was when Alvin Gentry was out with COVID and everybody was, you know, throwing him into the head coaching position at that point. I just mm-hmm. don't think he's ready for it yet. Like, it, not to say that he wouldn't do an admirable job, but for what this team needs and how much improvement they need to make, a guy that hasn't gone through all of the, everything that it that it requires and, and takes to be a head coach in this league it's it's just a another big gamble it's another huge roll of the dice I would rather have somebody who it has more experience under his belt and I would love to see Doug Christie stay on the staff as an assistant and continue to learn build with the team yep and then he'll probably get another you know head coaching job somewhere else after that but
0: Sack Kings 005 says, or 005 says, Doug and Bobby.
1: Yeah, why not? I, I mean, why not? Because what Bobby Jackson is doing in the G League, everybody always says really, really great things about him, but the Kings <laughs> don't use his players anyway, so you might as well just bring him up to the the big league team. Oh, man. Yeah, this is
0: tough. Bring back Jaeger. How is Jaeger doing? I know he's—is he dealing with cancer, right, or
1: something? I, I wish him the I best. Think I think he does have some. Form I would of love cancer. to bring not, not sure.
0: Dave Jaeger back. I actually had a good time. You know, I went to a lot of bars and took a lot of shots of Jaeger when he was a coach of Sacramento. Haven't had a shot of Jaeger since he's been fired, but uh, <laughs> I, I think the product on the court was great too. I saw Summer Low was mentioning something about next year's draft. I feel like you're a, a better draft analyst than I am in the fact that you just you just watch so much more college basketball than I, I love do.
1: College, but I've watched fewer college basketball games this year than probably any year for the past like ten years though.
0: So Summer was saying it seems like this year's draft is uh, not as deep as last
1: year's. I want to hear your it's thoughts. It's not expected to be, no. There are some really, really good players in this draft. But the the overall consensus is that it is, from top to bottom, not nearly going to be as deep or as strong as last year's class.
0: So does that make it even more important that the Kings need to secure a top pick in this draft, or does it make their pick basically uh, more tradable?
1: Um. I don't know that that's hard to answer. I think again, it it depends on, you know, what it would take to get to acquire somebody like a Ben Simmons or one of these bigger name players that you think is going to have an immediate impact on the team. Uh, if the Kings end up in the top 10 of this draft, they're still going to get a good player. I think the top five or six players are, have the potential to be very special Mm -hmm. after that. It, it, drops off a little bit um but if you're picking at seven or eight or you know where basically where the kings are projected right now you're you're still going to be able to find i think a really solid player especially if you can somehow pull off a deal where you get ben simmons or one of those other players that we keep talking about and keep your pick then you're in a really good position
0: yeah brendan says ivy for the all guard lineup
1: i mean I would draft that guy. I know the Kings have a ton of guards, but we're talking about a, a starting shooting guard right away who is a phenomenal athlete and an amazing defender. Like, the guy is yep. is really, really solid in a lot of aspects. So if the the Kings had a chance to take him, I would take him in a heartbeat.
0: And, you know, this offseason, we're going to do draft preview shows. We're going to do a draft show, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Calvin will be breaking down uh, all the top ten picks. And if the Kings do have a pick... You know, what what fits that team? Vinny, can you show my my screen here? I want to go back to this website again, tankathon.com. If you're a Kings fan, you need to add this on your bookmarks because this is something you're going to use every single year. So I guess with these added losses here, Sacramento is now in the sixth projected spot. You can, uh, sim the lottery here and see what happens. Oh, number six again. And you can even look at our mock draft. So let's, let's take a look here. And, uh, Cal, you want to go through, you know, some of these guys that you like, maybe the top six, including, I I like all the guys
1: in the top six. I mean, Jabari Smith, uh, we already talked about it a little bit on another show, but that dude is going to be a star in the NBA. Uh, he's ready to play NBA basketball right now today. Um, there are very few people six ten that can do what he can do with the basketball. He's truly a generational talent. I Kings believe. need a four. Um, so if there's any way in hell that the Kings can somehow end up getting him, that would be the that'd be the steal of. Uh, you think he's a lock at number one? In my opinion, he is definitely the top prospect okay. in this draft. Okay, I, and I I don't you know. Paulo Bench- Benchero has a, a decent chance to kind of go neck and neck with him. The NCAA tournament obviously will have a lot to say about where these guys end up ultimately. I love Chet Holmgren too. I think that he's, a, again, a, just an incredibly unique player. Um, there really are not many people on this earth seven feet or taller that can handle the ball and shoot the ball like he can. Um, but I, I, for me personally, Jabari Smith, Paulo Benchero – Uh, Jaden Ivey, I like Keegan Murray here, which is what Charlie said in the draft as well. I think he's a a really, really fine player. And Ben Matherin from Arizona is another guy that I'm very, very high on. I think he probably will, as we can see here on the screen, be available in that 6-8 to range. So if the Kings end up picking him, I think that they uh, will end up with a very safe pick at that spot.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, man, just, it's crazy. We're not even at the trade deadline yet, and we're talking about the next year's draft. But I guess, hey, that's uh, what happens when you're 18 and 32.
1: There are a lot of different ways to create your own shot. Uh, I'm just going to say that. I realize that he doesn't necessarily have the – the complete ball handling package. He's not going to be making step backs and other stuff like this, but he has an incredibly smooth fadeaway jump shot at when you're ten, you can create your own shot without moving by a, by a fadeaway jump shot. So, and he, he's incredibly athletic. So uh, I I love Jabari Smith, everything about him.
0: Yeah. And if you can keep Halliburton, uh, you know, Halliburton loves to set up the big man. Yeah. So that, that would definitely help as well. All right, Calvin, you ready to move on
1: here? Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, guys, we're going to take another quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at the next week of Sacramento Kings basketball with Kings Crusade. Welcome to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. The Kings continue their crusade to get back to the playoffs. Next up is the Philadelphia 76ers. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below and consider subscribing to the channel. All right, Calvin, everybody's favorite team, the Sixers, is up next. We talked about Monty and Wes Wilcox are both on the road traveling with the team. We could potentially see a Ben Simmons trade before, after this. We're getting pretty close to the deadline. But the main thing is the Kings have another basketball game to play. And it's against one of the best teams in the East. The Sixers are currently in the sixth seed at 28-19. Joel Embiid is looking like a, a solid MVP candidate this season. You want to give us your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, you can mark it down. This is a 30-10 and 10 game for Joel Embiid. I, I don't see how the Kings are going to deal with him at all.
0: I'm hearing Shaq voice on this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can take it to the bank. 30 points, 10 <laughs> rebounds. I mean, he might even get a triple-double against his team right now with the way they're playing. Um, I like i say this every time but it goes without saying it's going to be a tough one for the kings they're going to have to put forth a great effort um but i i I think at this point with just how badly they've played in the past two games you just have to as as difficult as it is you have to find a way to compartmentalize everything and just come out and say, okay, this first quarter is just going to be a good first quarter, and we're going to go from there. And that's my first key here. They have to get off to a good start. With being down 90 points combined in the past two games, you you can't uh, risk another like, earth-shattering momentum drop mm-hmm. right out of the gates here. they they got to come out, run some, some nice plays, get some good looks at the basket. Hopefully they knock down a couple outside shots early. Um, they can get you know some good plays going to the rim like they did today, whether or not that's Fox or Mit- Davion Mitchell or Tyrese Halliburton, whoever it's going to be that's out there. Number two is obviously Embiid is a problem. Um, they have to double him, and they have to double him hard constantly throughout the game. The, the Kings have to try to make somebody else on this team beat them.
0: You think maybe Alex Len we're going to see more Len, or who, who are you going to throw in there to help with Embiid?
1: I'm not really sure, to be honest, just because the Kings rotation at center, I think, has been so um, – is kind of in disarray at this point. Uh, Alex Lynn makes a lot of sense because he's the biggest body. Again, I would like to see Keita get some minutes, Mm -hmm. even though it's going to be a very tough ask of him to go out there and guard Joel Embiid. But, hey, you're a big body. (laughs) Uh, you know, you're a rim protector, all this stuff, get out there. You've got six fouls, make it hard on him, be physical. They they have, but it's going to take more than one person, right? They've got to send other guys at him, which for the Kings doesn't always bode well because their their rotations are not good. But they they have to force the ball out of his hands as much as possible. They can't let him just continue to back the ball down and get to his spot and get wherever he wants. Otherwise, it's going to be like, uh, we saw with Denver and Jokic, how he just completely picked them apart. Yep. Uh, and then number three is they got to show some fight. Uh, I mean, they like this team has to play with effort. They got to try on defense. Um, they can't just go through the motions anymore. If you, if you want to win, you got to show it.
0: Yep. The old saying actions speak louder than words. After every single one of these Kings losses, we hear them talk about, we got to be better we got to try harder. We have to do this. We have to do that. You know, we hear from the coaching staff. We, we hear from the top of the roster all the way to the bottom. But in reality, it, it's the actions that speak louder than words. And especially these past two games, their actions have not shown this. So I think number three is, is your most important key to the game. The Kings just need to show some fight in this game. They really need to show up. And they just need to, they need to show that they're professional basketball players doing their job. And their their goal is to win a game, not to just show up and let whatever happened happen and go home to their mansions after the game.
1: Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. It's going
0: to be a showcase for Buddy Hield. It's going to be a showcase for a lot of Kings players. You know, maybe we'll see Ben Simmons uh, sitting courtside at the game. I don't know if he's been barred from the arena. Or not, but uh, it's a, it's another tough game for your Sacramento Kings. And, you know, looking at the schedule here, Saturday against the Sixers, Monday, the Knicks, Wednesday, the Nets, Thursday, the Warriors. It it doesn't get any easier here, guys. It's, It's four tough games before you can finally, you know, take a breath of fresh air. You're back at home against the Thunder. The Thunder beat you this year as well. Um, So there's there's no games to really relax in the NBA. You have to be ready every single night. Hopefully the Kings show up against the Sixers. Hopefully they can do something against the Knicks. That back-to-back next week against Nets Warriors is going to be really, really tough. We could see, you know, this Kings losing streak being even extended here,
1: Calvin. Yeah, sorry, I'm reading Gotham's comment here, and it's making me laugh. But I think he's right. Maybe they should all, like, sit in the locker room and watch that video of Doug Chrissy punching Rick Fox in the face before they take the court or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, Luke Walton probably it's is like, laughing uh, somewhere. It's like dodgeball, you know? You got to get angry. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you can dodge to, a do wrench, whatever, you can dodge do a ball. whatever it
1: takes to get angry.
0: <laughs> Any of these games you're looking forward to, Cal?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching some of the players on the other teams, like Klay Thompson and Steph Curry and Kevin yeah. Durant. If Durant's available. If he's available. James Harden. Um, hopefully the Kings aren't down by 60.
0: Hopefully De'Aaron Fox will be back on Saturday for this game against the Sixers. Make sure you guys catch us Friday for another episode of The Royal Report. It's a 30-minute show. We wrap up an entire week of Kings action. This week's going to be really easy. Lots of losses, lots of things to talk about. We're going to talk about trades. We're going to talk about the draft. Some of the the things we've been talking about here on the show. And then make sure you join us Saturday post-game after the Sixers. We'll be live again. Hopefully we'll be talking about a win or we'll be talking about trades or we'll be talking about something special. But uh,
1: anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up the show here? we got to give the people what they want here. We hit 30 likes. Are we there? It's a show, yeah. Okay. It's shot time. It's a good little farewell.
0: <laughs> you guys know why we're drinking Crown Royal, right?
1: I hope you guys know.
0: I guess we can get Sing-
1: Seagram's now too, right? Yeah, that's true. I prefer Crown, though.
0: There better be a meeting regarding trades when the Kings head to Philadelphia. Vinny, you want one of these? Well, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> you know, I'll let you take take one first. Oh, you're just gonna dump it in there, huh? It's right. go. <laughs> 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 good one,
1: huh? All right. No chasers, good. no chasers over here. Thanks, all you guys. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you for all your your support. Um, man, I mean. We definitely couldn't do this without you guys. That's for sure.
0: Yachty, thank you all. If we didn't have this
1: podcast, Barry and I, we talk about basketball all the time. We probably wouldn't even talk that much about Kings basketball just to each other at this point (laughs) if we didn't have this show.
0: Come on. You know we'd be talking about Kings. Can we trade buddies IQ? I wish we could. (laughs) Monty can speak with Daryl live from Philadelphia. Yep, it's going to happen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another podcast Another post game. We had a lot of fun talking Kings basketball with you all. Next game, Sixers. We'll see you guys live on Saturday. Cheers, everyone, to the Kings. In the meantime, go Kings. Hopefully, we can get a win here. Have a good night.